Welcome to Whatever Works, our unique fortnightly podcast in which we talk about whatever works in our lives and in the lives of our community members. Find us at whateverworks.works. And why not join our community? Simply search for Whatever Works at mewe.com and get stuck in. Enough of that nonsense. Let's right. talk about whatever oh, works. Oh, have we started? We? Aye, aye, there's a train going by. Good grief. Is there anything else that can make noise today? You know, you have to tell me when we started it. I might say something terribly <laughs> rude and get myself well, into dreadful trouble. It wouldn't be the first time. Oh, don't. We're going to be really, really miserable today, aren't we? Because it's so <laughs> blooming hot. It's hot. We're frazzled. It's never been so hot in podcast land. You know, this is the very first podcast I have ever done in my life without a cup of tea. I've got a jug of oh. ice cold water today. That, that says a thing or two, doesn't it? It certainly does. So we're going to be, shall we be really, really miserable today? <laughs> I can't. You know me, I just start giggling and laughing. I'm not capable of miserable. Do you know what? I had a bird in the studio today. Did you? What was she like? I had a bird in today, mate, yeah. I I have a bird feeder right outside my window. I'm sure I've talked about it on the show. And so I only ever open my window a little tiny crack so that the birds don't come in. Well, today, of course, with the hot weather, I just saw, oh, it and I just opened the window really wide and guess what? A poor sparrow came in. Language. Language. (laughs) Sparrow came in, flapped around, smashed into the window. So I, I just left it alone, shut the door, went away for a couple of hours, came back, and there. Oh yeah, I've got one up on you, Ted. A bird hath pooed upon my stream deck. Oh dear, that doesn't sound very good. I'm not going out with her again. <laughs> anyway, yes, sorry. Enough of that. Move on. Move on. Well, it's uh, yes. The 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 the, the um, temperature gauge here said it was forty five degrees earlier, which is probably not actually very fair because when they do temperature gauging, um, they 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 put the thing in the shade in a box, don't they? That was that was directly in the sun. Forty so five. Oh, you mean outside, yeah, but, not in your, not in yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in the van. In my pad, it's about 30 at the moment. Oh, Ted. Yeah, I mean, I had 29 on the thermometer last night. I mean, last night, when I was ready to go to bed and switch everything off, it was 29. It's madness. Ridiculous. I'm going to write to my MP about it. (laughs) You're becoming a man of letters. Show 142 this is, believe it or not, good listener, who are st- well, the ones that are still left after all that. Um, Wednesday the 21st of July, we're recording on Wednesday because you want to go and be a thesp somewhere on Friday, don't you? I'm not being a thesp, I'm watching thesps. It's quite exciting, especially for someone who is a thesp at heart. I'm going to the theatre for the first time since before Covid. I'm taking my mother to your old neck of the woods, sir. I'm taking her to Chichester to, to, the, ah. to see a musical. We're going to see South Pacific. The Festival Theatre. The Festival Theatre. And um, yeah, quite exciting. First time since, I don't know how many years, but there you go. So thank you very much. We're recording early because I ain't going to be here on Friday. And we did ask people to give us stuff early and they responded. So thank you. Most of it came from Chris Kelly, actually. He's going to be the shining light of this star. We should have just got him on and record with us. Then he could have said it himself, couldn't he? Well, it's not. Just call this the Chris Kelly Show. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to th- this week. We're sponsored by Chris Kelly. <laughs> Yay! Whatever works, dot works is where you'll find our website, which has got links to 
all the stuff we're going to talk about. And hopefully that will make it through to your podcatcher, depending on how I'm feeling later. And um, yeah, the MeWe group is where it all happens, it seems. And we talk about whatever works in our lives. TessSalmon.com for me, AidenBell.com for Aiden. What else? Oh, good grief. <laughs> Ted. You, your, your turn. <laughs> ask, me how, ask me if I got my funnels. Did you get your funnels? Cheap plastic funnels. What was it? Three quid or something. I've been waiting forever. I had an email from Amazon on Sunday. Hello, we're still trying to obtain the items which you ordered on May the 25th. (laughs) Chef Aid's set of funnels. Colours may vary. We'll email you as soon as we have a delivery date and we're making every effort to ship your order to you as soon as possible. Well, that was after they told me they were coming on the 17th, which they obviously haven't. So... Yeah. Well, I'm just enjoying um, the way, as I said before, it's not the funnels. They're not important. It's just the fun of watching Amazon wriggle and squirm and try to find yeah, these yeah. funnels. See when they actually <laughs> arrive. Well, the good news is that that ship that was stuck in the Suez Canal now has been allowed to depart. So if it is, if it is ah, on there. <laughs> there's a container on that ship and there's a box in that container and there's a packet in that box in that container and my funnels are in it. Yay. <laughs> but not the nice blue ones. Stop there. Edit point, edit point. I forgot to get my drink and I'm feeling... Oh, good grief, Ted. It's 35 in the shade. Go and get yourself a drink. I'm gone now. I can't hear you. If you're still talking to me... Well, it's going to be one of those shows, dear listeners. Mr. Salmon's gone off to get himself something cool to drink and I'm sitting here wondering if I may have to start removing items of clothing. Now picking up my headphones and soon I'll be able to hear what you're saying. I was actually just saying that I could be naked by the end of this podcast. I don't think we wish to know about that sort of thing, thank you. <laughs> you don't want to hear about my toilet. Okay, tell us about Let's, yours. <laughs> we do want to talk about toilets because this was a time waster I put out to the panel this week, which was the really, really important debate about whether or not you hang your toilet roll end round the top and down the front of the roll uh, holder or round the back and down the back <laughs> subtitled get a life <laughs> yeah. i love it love it, it. Th- this came about because i, I happened to I stumbled <laughs> i stumbled on this article that believe it or not was published in the guardian in the national newspaper <laughs> which ca- did a whole page on this topic <laughs> and i thought that'll be fun throw it out to the community and the result was that by a overwhelming majority, people said they put hang their um their, their toilet roll down the front, over the top, and down the front towards them. And I was quite surprised at that because I've always, always, always gone the other way, backwards, and down the back. Because I think my logic is that it 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 just it hangs down the back and it is out of the way and you don't kind of, you know, hit it or anything. But I, I don't know. There was a number of um bits of reasoning, wasn't there? <laughs> I'm just so glad Frankie Howard isn't here. Oh, oh, it's mine's at the back. I take it to the back. Um, Well, yes, we did. We had some very interesting responses and I joined in as well. I'm as guilty as the next man. For instance, reasons for having it over. Over reduces the risk of accidentally brushing the wall or cabinet with one's knuckles, potentially transferring grime and germs. Over makes it easier to visually locate and grasp the loose end. Over gives hotels, cruise ships, office buildings and public places uh, and homeowners with guests 
guest bathrooms the option to fold over the last sheet to show that the room has been properly cleaned. <laughs> over is generally the intended direction of viewing for the manufacturer's branding, so patterned toilet paper looks better this way. Over is more hygienic because the paper does not come into direct contact with the wall. On the other hand, putting it under provides a tidier appearance in that the loose end can be more hidden away from view. It reduces the risk of a toddler or a house pet, such as a cat, unrolling the toilet paper when <laughs> yes. batting the roll. Batting the roll. And lastly, um, it is um, not very helpful inside of a vehicle like a um, RV or something, a motorhome in, in English language. Um, where it will unroll while you're driving around. That's a bit of an obscure one, I have to admit. There's more <laughs> There's more reasons for it being down the front than there is at the back. But I've just always done the back thing. I don't know why. We had great fun. It was a lovely thread yeah. to be part of. And I, I facetiously found a photograph with... Um, facetiously, I'll put my teeth in and say that again. I facetiously found a photograph of a, of a double one that had one in each way. So you, it keeps everybody happy. Um, lovely. Good fun. Great fun, Ted. Thank you very yes, much indeed. for that. It was, it was indeed. What's next? Smart me standing fan, Mr. Salmon. This has to be Mr. Salmon. Who else would bring a standing fan? Mind you, I used to have a lot of standing fans when I performed in Vienna. <laughs> it's a standing fan. Never mind. Google Home Essentials, says Mr. Salmon. This standing fan offers assistant voice control and battery power. Who else? That's why it was for you. That's why it was for me. Yeah, I mean... Uh, voice control. Voice control. Fan a little harder, please. <laughs> I mean, yeah. really. And you've noted here, who else but... Xiaomi. Thank you. Would have got there first with a voice-assisted app-controlled fan. I mean, yeah, I've got a toothbrush in the bathroom, which has Bluetooth and talks to my phone. I've never once connected it. I don't see the point. <laughs> and I'm not quite sure why you would really want to talk to your fan. Well, for the same reason <laughs> as lazy people turn their lights off and on with with their voice. So you're sitting at your desk, your fan's going and it's on fan it's on number three. Yeah. And you just and you just <laughs> say the magic word and say turn down to number two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I, you, you're right. To get up. It's very hypocritical of me to say that in a house full of Google speakers. So yeah, you're right. <laughs> It's but as usual, as usual with Xiaomi, they they do this smart stuff. And I've the point of posting this was really that I've never seen before a voice controlled or an app controlled fan. I'm sure that um, they're out there, but I haven't I haven't noticed them. And this smart um, me stuff that Xiaomi do, they're just getting everywhere and they're doing all sorts of stuff. They they're such a huge company and they they just try stuff out. It's really good fun. Watch you remember that. Um, screwdriver set I've got here that I brought to the Oh, yes, show. I do. Yes. That, that's a yes. Xiaomi thing. Yes, and that's it's just, right. It's wonderful. Yeah. Really nice gear. I remember we were surprised then because we said, Xiaomi, they make phones. What are they making screwdrivers mm. for? But now, of course, yeah, there's nothing they won't make. And, of course, it, it, it must indicate that it's a nice, quiet fan because otherwise, how would it hear you? You'd be shouting, turn it down! Oh, turn yeah, it down! <laughs> Mind you, they, they've, they've cracked that with speakers, haven't they? So even if you're, the music is really loud, all you've got to do is talk to it in a normal voice and it hears you. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. The audio processing in all these smart speakers now is so clever. It, it can hear the sound of your spoken voice above the loudest music exactly. and uh, act appropriately. Exactly. Now, if I continue down the agenda, are you going to interrupt me again? <laughs> <laughs> Does drinking no, I'm not. Hot... 
Yeah, I got the message. Does drinking hot drinks on a scorching summer's hot day really cool you down? So this is a a, a, a scientific fact or a myth, or is it true? My, we had this conversation this week, mm-hmm. and um, my dad said to me, um, I, I said, I don't want a cup of tea, thank you, because it's too hot. And he said, well, actually, I think you're fine. So we, so we went off and researched it. And sure enough, it's science. Um, if you have a hot cup of tea, it will raise your core body temperature and this makes you sweat at an increased rate and it evaporates and the sweat effectively cools you down. So there you go. It's it's a fact that drinking hot drinks um, actually cool you down. Adrian Brain jumped in to say something to ruminate upon as you take your cooling afternoon Darjeeling. <laughs> There's an inverse effect to this as well, however, just to give the science the V's up. When you pee, the body sees the loss of warm fluid as a threat to its thermal balance. Hence, you sometimes get what is termed pee shivers, a shiver to kickstart the burning of stored carbs to generate warmth. Good grief. The funny thing is, he's, uh, Adrian says, that I've never noticed pee shivers until I heard about them in a podcast, and now I occasionally spot them. I don't I have any idea what that's about, and I've never—I don't think I've experienced <laughs> that. Have you? I haven't. I can see the logic of it. I can understand it, um, but I never knew. And as for the tea, it's funny. I did know about the tea, but I didn't know why. I mean, I've observed that you know t- the Indians have been drinking tea for years and years and years, and for that very reason, obviously. Um, but I didn't know that. So no, nor did I. So now we know. Tea. We've learned a lot today, haven't we? Tea and pee, yeah. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's science and no myth. Jim Fowle was looking for help with a handheld vacuum cleaner. Uh, it was an interesting thread. I took part on this too, as did you, Ted's various suggestions and recommendations for Jim, which included the Dyson V8. If you could mortgage your house. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I suggested, although it might be a little small, the incredible Black and Decker Dustbuster, which I've reviewed on the show at least once in the past. And thanks again to Steve Litchfield for putting me on to that. And there was also um, a Cheap and Cheerful, which you revi- you put onto the show, didn't you, Ted? Yeah, I did that. I brought this to the show. Uh, was it about a year ago? I think, and it was it was made by One Day, and it was about fifty or sixty quid or something. And it, I, I, the reason I got it was because it had the long pole in it, and I needed to get That's between. That's right. I remember that. Yeah? Yes, yes. Uh, and and it works really well. I, I, to be honest, um, I said to Jim in the group, I don't use it every day, so I can't say that it's it's been hammered but whenever i do get it out and need to use it it works absolutely fine it's compact you can pack it away i'll link to the review that i did um in my blog in the show notes so people can have a look at that but yeah lots of options for you there jim and of course it depends exactly as i said to jim in the thread it depends what you want to do if you're looking for something to do all your carpets and floors and the lot you'll need something bigger than if you just want to get a bit of fluff out from behind the sofa indeed indubitably even Thank you, Jim. Right now, my next one is um, a bit of a con because half of it, half of it's not arrived yet. <laughs> I wanted to get some new wing mirrors for my moped because I drove into the garage door and broke the one of them. Oops! Right? I, actually, I didn't drive into it. I just lost balance while it was parked, and it touched the garage door and just split anyway there's two big cracks in it so i phoned up i telephoned 
uh, Chris Kelly. Oh, um, Chris Kelly. I know, yeah, because I know that he is a motorbike enthusiast and trainer and anything to do with motorbikes, I ask him. So he phoned me, actually, he, he phoned me, and um, we had a chat about it, and he put me on the right place. So these, these two, I also told him that while we're doing this, I wouldn't mind having longer mirrors that stick out further, because I'm so big that I can't see past myself. To some <laughs> oh, you, you little mod, you. <laughs> <laughs> so he said that you can get these extender thingies and i didn't know this um and you put these extender thingies into the holes where the wing mirrors would go they they stick it they stick out a bit by about two inches or so and then you put the wing mirror into that and you've gained two inches each side and the extenders have arrived but the wing mirrors haven't <laughs> so <laughs> I, I'm going to have to come back to this on the next show, I'm, I'm afraid. But I thought I'd mention it because um, Chris has been so helpful. Um, Six ninety nine for the mirrors, and can you believe that the 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 kit for the extenders was ten quid? So you know the the, the little extension thingies were more expensive than the mirrors. What what also became clear in this ex experiment though was that it's really difficult to try and find a piece of mirror to stick into a into a wing mirror and particularly when they're charging 6.99 for a pair <laughs> a pair of new so that there's three quid each it just discourages anyone from trying to fix anything doesn't it and buying a bit of mirror somehow i don't know i mean it means when you've put the whole thing together with the extensions you're paying what eight quid a mirror eight quid aside that's yeah, not yeah. so bad is it no no not at all for but safety. i'm just yeah, yeah, I, I'm just, uh, I, you know, in the old days, I would have gone down the triangle, the triangle in Southampton, oh, down, yeah. down to the, down to the um, Ironmongers, and he would have had a round bit of mirror, and we would have stuck it on with something, and it would have been just done. Or the breakers um, yard, and just have a field yeah. looking around for bits and pieces at work. What I did find out though was that wing mirrors tend to be ten millimeters standard. And so if you go and buy some wing mirrors, they're pretty much all the same size. Right. Although Yamaha ones are a bit odd because um, the left-hand thread is different or something. Anyway, more in the Motorcycle Wing Mirror Masterclass next show. <laughs> and well done for phoning Chris <laughs> Kelly. Do you know what? That, that put me onto something which has nothing to do with anything, but it just made me curious. Um, I thought, phone calls? My goodness, I remember phones. And I wondered how many phone calls I've made. I looked through the history on my phone and I can tell, dear listeners, as if anyone would care, that in the, in the last 202 days, i.e. this year, I've made 118 calls or made and received, which is an average of 0 0.6 calls a day. Um, I just say that because it just killed two minutes, basically. Um, it <sighs> seemed more than I would have expected because I seem to be a bit of a hermit these days and hardly ever talk to anyone. And I'm surprised that I've made half a phone call a day. But there you go. It's probably something like trying to call the doctor and ringing 42 times in one morning <laughs> that bumps up the average. But yeah, you should do the same thing, Ted, and let me know your average call number per day. Well, I'm just doing it on the fly now. <laughs> OK, should I, keep to, should I keep talking then? Do you want me to fill July, while you were... Oh, no, that's July 2020. What, what's the date today? The date today is the 21st of July 2021. So we've had 202 days this year. I divided that with my 218 calls and got to zero, roughly oh, 0 0.6 calls per day. Oh, you've had, you've had more calls than I have certainly. Okay, yeah, never. Definitely, oh, I hardly ever I hardly ever make calls. Right. 
and receive them. And and in actual fact, it was Chris that phoned me, and I emailed him to ask him the question, and he phoned me up in reply, and and that was absolutely fine. But I but I never thought to phone him, even though we've got each other's numbers. Um, but he he did, so that was good. It was nice. To, it was nice to we chat with him. What's that lovely so, old cartoon where mobile phones first come out, and people say? Send a text. What's a text? Why would I send a text when I can phone someone? And then 20 years yeah. later, it's like, why on earth would I phone? I can send a yeah, text. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Hey, I bought something this week, Ted. <laughs> you bought something? Yeah. Bugger me sideways. <laughs> oh, no, it's far too hot for that. Um, I Yeah. <laughs> oh, Ted, I got the bike out. Do you remember I, I got a bike before COVID? And got very excited about how I... Yeah, a push bike, about how I was going to ride a push bike. And I didn't take it up. I was like the classic person who, you know, buys the the T-shirt and the trainers and and, and then doesn't do anything, you know, or joins a gym and doesn't use the membership. The bike sat in the garage through most of COVID. And I got it out the other week and decided to ride it. And the flyers were flat. Uh, So I got the pump off the side of the bike and discovered that... Well, discovered that things are so different from when I were a lad and there's 45 different types of valve and pressure and tyres and types. <laughs> and although this pump had worked when my friend Callum was round before and between the two of us, he had held the pump tight to the wheel while I did the pumping and we'd got the tyres pumped. I couldn't for the life of me get this thing to stay on the valve that I could pump the tyres. And because I am a hermit and I'm on my own and there's no one else to help, I thought, well, I'm going to need a solution here where I don't have to both hold the thing to the, hold the valve together and do the pumping. You need four hands for this job, in other words. So I jumped onto my favourite website and I ordered a Sick Plus um, electric pump, which is ever so cute. Uh, it's very dinky. It's sort of, I don't know, imagine the Coke, a Coca-Cola tin sort of slightly squashed slightly rolling pin so a little bit longer a little bit thinner than a tin of coke it's about that size it's great fun it's got it's got four buttons on one switches the thing on uh, then you've got plus and minus or you've got a selection of whether you want psi or bar or kpa in the reading and then you've got up and down you've got a nice little illuminated blue led when you turn it on it goes and pumps your tires up for you. Uh, it's got USB. It's got. It comes with a about a one foot long, a little short USB. You, you like that, didn't you, Ted? Did that I'm going to. I'm going to buy one for the sound. <laughs> hey, next time I want to swear, I shall say, "God, it's just so hot this afternoon, isn't it?" <laughs> Stick that up, you. Anyway, uh, it's about a thirty centimeter USB. Is it you? Oh, it's micro USB. Sorry, USB cable. Uh, but it's ooh. also got a USB A out, so you can actually use it as a charger if you want to. Ah, uh, what else can I tell you about this thing? Yeah, and it's got a little dinky. Uh, that little what is it? I don't know the technical terms. I need Ian. I need Ian Barton's help here. It's got that funny straw thing that you stick in the end and you stick the other end into the tire. These are technical terms I'm using, obviously. No, you you, yeah. you screw the little tube into it, and then the end has adjustments, which is where I. This is the godsend with this thing. There's one, two, three, four different types of head that you can put into the front of this thing, so that you can attach it to the ruddy bike. So, right. of course, the realisation I came to at that point was, though, it's not the pump, it's not the system, it's just that I've got a naff old pump. So, between the lines, I may not be keeping this. 
Uh. I might actually send this back to Amazon and say, thank you, but no, thank you. I'll actually get myself something cheaper because now I've realised that it's only that I'm an idiot and didn't understand. It does annoy me, Ted. I mean, I ended up on Halford's website uh, trying to have a live chat with somebody in India who didn't really know what I was talking about because... There's no help on the web. If you type bicycle tyre pressures into Google, you get nothing helpful back. Uh, I don't know whether it's just because I'm 57 and I ought to know better and move with the times. But it's just in, in, in my day, there was just one valve size and you connected it to the thing and you pumped and it's done. Now, as I say, I've got one, two, three, four different types of valve in this single packet. We, de we definitely need Judge Barton on this, the cycling expert, and he would tell us all about it, no doubt. So there you go, Ian, do tell us. But I must say, it is very cute and very dinky, and it comes with a little um, holder that you can, and with a little um, Velcro strap that you can fix it to your bike with. Uh, so it's all very neat, and it feels very, very good. I mean, it feels good and solid and chunky, uh, and it's good in the hand. The buttons are lovely. It goes... Oh, it's a slight delay there. <laughs> I'll Does it vibrate? Um, no, not really. So now I'm, take, I'm taking your question seriously, Ted. <laughs> if you want to go for the double entendre, you may. I will tell you, no, it is actually quite steady in the hand. Yes. Yeah, fair enough. I, but I think it's worth keeping because it's it sounds great, and it's got an LCD or an LED display, and it's just a lovely bit of um, techy gadgetry isn't it <laughs> oh and a torch as well if you hold yeah. one of the buttons if you long press it you get quite a bright little torch on the end so if you do get yeah. stuck in the back of a dark lane and have to pump up your tires you can see what you're doing with the torch right now you um so, so when you're using it you've got to plug it into the into the power no you? no no not at all it charges up oh okay and, so I mean, you haven't I can tell you, you that it's got four little, you know, charging points on this little picture of a battery. And I charged both. I filled both of my bicycle tyres from zero to 60 PSI. And there's, it's only gone down by one point. So 25% down. OK. And you can have seven hours of, bat, uh, sort of, sort of torch, apparently. Seven hours of pleasure. Uh, of um, to, uh, use. Yes, yes. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> OK, then. Well, even though you're not going to keep it, we'll allow you to bring it. Well, I haven't. I haven't said for sure I'm not going to keep it, but I just think it's. Um, I could. Thirty-four quid. There are cheaper options available. Yes, exactly. Blimey. Yeah. This was right. ignorant. This was ignorance causing me to spend money I didn't have to. We're we're definitely going to call Ian in on this. He'll advise <laughs> and give us a masterclass, a masterclass on bike tires and standards. Good lord! Do you realise we're twenty-five minutes into this podcast and we haven't had a jingle yet? Oh dear. Uh, fix it, fix it. Ted's top tips, Ted's top tips, Ted's top tips. WD 40. How about WD 40, the multi use product? I was looking at a tin of WD 40 as I was um, squirting it into my um, disc lock brake thingy um, lock, which was seizing up. And I thought to myself, what does WD stand for? And so I looked it up. And it stands apparently for water displacement. 
water displacement, multi-use product is a unique blend of lubricants. The, the product's formulation also contains anti-corrosion agents Ooh. and ingredients for penetration, water displacement and soil removal. So there. Um, so that's from their own website, of course. Um, I don't know. So I thought I'd throw it out to the panel and say, right, what do we use WD-40 <laughs> for? Given that it's not actually a lubricant, well, kind of, it's it's not an oil. It's not like a tin of three in one, for example. Um, it displaces water. What do you use it for? I used it for, initially, um, as I say, well, I thought I was lubricating um, a, a lock, which was kind of a bit dodgy. But um, apparently, various members of the panel use it for the following. Firstly, a weed killer. What? Who'd have thought? I Killing weeds. Killing weed? That's a good one. Well, um, yeah. Another one, which I think was mine, was removing sticky, yicky residue and bits of nasty glue when labels have been removed oh, yeah. and gaffer tape's been pulled off after it's been there for a year. Um, I found it's very good at cleaning that sort of gunk away. Oh, do you, do you remember that stuff? Was it? I think it was Jamie Holland that brought to the show called Gunge Away or Sticky Something. Yes, because I've, that I've subsequently really a friend well. of mine gave me a little bottle of that stuff, so I've stopped using the WD forty, and I can't remember. Yeah, it's called something like that, Sticky Removal yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah but we, we look back in the show notes for that one. Um, polishing a slate fireplace surround, apparently WD forty. Well, something we all have to do. <laughs> Yes, quite rather. <laughs> cleaning car dashboards is one here. The plastic part in, in inverted commas. Yeah, cleaning plastic dashboards, yes. Okay, removing oil and grease from your hands like Swarfiga. Do you remember Swarfiga? Oh, I loved Swarfiga. Oh, Swarfiga was the best. Really, I've never yeah. thought of rubbing WD-40 into my hands. Ooh. No, it stinks as well, doesn't it? Ooh, yeah. Ooh not sure about yeah. that. Hmm. And polishing stainless steel was another one. Yeah, so as a polish, yeah. as a polish, yeah. And another one I subsequently heard um, just recently, um, so I can't vouch for it, is that if you put it on your garden spade in advance, it will assist your gardening. And as you then garden, the earth just tumbles away from the spade oh, that's as what, you dig. Well, in the description up top there, I, I didn't really understand that bit. It said soil removal. So perhaps that's what it means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought Steve Litchfield might like that one. You know, physics meets gardening. <laughs> yeah. There you go then. W Water Displacement 40. I don't know what the 40 is for. Probably the 40th product or something. I would have said it was but, Western uh, Digital, so I'm glad you've told yeah, me what yeah. it is. Well, that's, that's it. If someone had just asked me out of the blue what WD was in not to do with WD-40, I would have said the same thing. Yeah. Western Digital. Yeah. Or I suppose it could have meant, I wonder who dought it. <laughs> uh, okay. I wonder who bought it. A toy. A toy? And somebody somebody on the Amazon um, affiliates link thingy, which is at, where is it? Tinyurl.com forward slash Amazon Ted UK. If you're buying anything from Amazon, please don't go and buy it with that link because I'll get a few pennies, as I did with um, a bit of nostalgia here. Scalectric's spark plug. Batman and Joker slot car racing set. <laughs> so this took me back to the days of Swarfiga, actually. The days when I was a kid 
and um, I it really loved my Scalectrics. I'm, I'm not sure if we've spoken about it on the show before, but um, we might have spoken about it on Better Before, I suppose. Yes. Um, but it was just great. It, it Cool and nostalgic on, on several um, levels, really. There's not only the Batman and the Joker thing, which reminds me of my childhood, but it's also the, the whole Scalectrics thing. And it was great fun. I, I had I spent hours and hours and hours playing Scalectrics. And it doesn't really do anything. All you're doing is racing a car around a track and half the time it comes off anyway and you're putting it back on why are children so transfixed with that for hours and hours on end i don't know the same as a train set i suppose which i also had um and yeah 120 quid so thank you whoever bought that for the skeletrix batman and joker set i was just so delighted to see that it's still for sale because, you know, we yeah. live in, a, in such a techno-oriented world now, you, you'd think these things might have... But, you know, like Lego, it's still alive and thriving, and that was a delight to see. I didn't actually own Scalectrics as a child, but I certainly played with my friends Scalectris... What's the plural? Scalectri? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, great to see it. And um, Yeah, yeah, that, 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 that definitely reminds me of my childhood. Um but the, the the whole the whole train thing was more what I did. We I think I've said before, my dad helped me build a well he, he did most of the work himself, build a train set in my bedroom. And so Hornby was the thing and I was always looking through the Hornby catalogue oh, for yes, um, train yes. bits and it was just great fun. But yeah, Scalectrics as well. I did that and we had great fun with it. So thank you again, whoever the mystery buyer is. Another jingle. Chris Kelly. You know who Chris Kelly is, don't you? On, who? <laughs> on the shower puff loofer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll say nothing. Huff. I think that word is puff. Oh, say what you like. Um, what is your <laughs> weapon of choice in the shower bath, says Chris? My hands, says Aidan. Uh, for years, says Chris, I've been using these balled up plastic netting things. Puff. Buff, scrunchy, loofer, oh, yeah. sponge, he says, whatever they're called. I like to have something that scrubs off the dead skin without scratching, and these do that very well. They also they also seem to be very effective at producing lots of lather from very little shower gel. So in that respect, while being made of plastic, they do help to cut down on my environmental footprint. I also think that they tend to be more hygienic than natural products. I pop mine in the top drawer of the dishwasher every so often to keep it fresh. At approximately one pound for the larger ones, they are also cheap as chips and last for years. Yeah, um, not something for me, Chris, thank you. But uh, if you want, uh, I mean, people have all sorts of cleaning. Wait a moment, wait toys. a moment. We've, we've caught him out. He says that he's using shower gel in a plastic container. <laughs> he's the one that put us onto shampoo bars and soap bars. And he's a ha ha ha. Horse red-handed. <laughs> Get out of that one, Kelly. Um, but no, they. As, as I was saying, people have all sorts of accoutrements in their bath, don't they? And bits and pieces, and you know, floating ducks, and God knows what. So, if you are into this kind of thing, then then they do look. Fine, just not for me, thank I, you. Do you have things I, I in your bath? Oh, you don't bath, do you? You shower. I, I, I shower. I, I didn't um, get on with these. My mum um, 
let me have one a spare one that they had when I first arrived up in in Wales and and I tried to use it and I just didn't like it at all it it tend I don't know I just prefer I'm like you I prefer to use my hands I think and um the I mean they, they I think they're better than sponge when we were kids we had sponges mm-hmm. we all had a sponge color-coded yes, sponges yes. blue for boys and pink for ge- old girls and yellow for young girls <laughs> and um and the the um the, the I must admit they used to get gunged up and horrible and you you had to kind of mind you we didn't have dishwashers to put things in them but um, I didn't get on with these my mum uses one um so does my dad um, every time they shower and they think they're great um, but like you Aiden I just don't think they're for me but um, yeah good for you Chris yeah I mean you. my mother is very keen on her face flannels and always uses a face flannel but again yeah. I just wash with my hands yeah. Well, we had we had flannels when we were kids as well. I, is it a children's thing? I don't know. I know. But anyway, these um, shower puff, oh, sorry, puff loofer thingies um, are, are certainly a, 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 a cut in the, a move in the right direction from those sponges. Indeed, from the sponge to the puff loofer. And just to mention that the puff, sorry, the puff loofer <laughs> is um, um, eight quid for uh, six, isn't it? Four. So, four. Um, four. So they're they're about two quid each. Did you already say that? Sorry. I did, but you were so excited about catching Chris out on the plastic <laughs> bottles, you missed it. <laughs> right. I've bought some batteries this week. And the only thing of note here is how ridiculously cheap they are. I can't believe how cheap they are. These are button batteries. In my case, the CR2025, which you stick into things like remote controls and things that want a battery that lasts for a year or whatever. Mm. They're the big button ones. They're not the ones you, the little tiny ones you put into watchbacks, but these are are, are kind of, they're like a a five piece, well, the old, a shilling, like a shilling size. And, um, the the yes the headline here is that they are one pound ninety nine for ten, which makes them nineteen point nine p each, and you see what I'm remembering back to is when I, when you needed one of these you went to Curry's Curry's was the kind of place you got them from, you know ten years ago fifteen twenty years ago, and they used to charge you about eight quid for one yes. And yeah, okay, they might have been Duracell own ones, but even so. And these ones, um, I got uh, needed two of them, and what they're doing the job absolutely perfectly. Okay, they they're no brand name, but and they might not last as long as Duracell, but come on, ten okay. for, for two. I mean, quid. that's where I was going to pull you up, Ted, and ask you: Are they last? Are they surviving? Are they proving themselves to be worth? <laughs> 19p um you know that so they well, are running ha- to at least they at least work for a certain amount of time but i i have to i have to um tell you that um we had one of these packs i don't know if it was exactly the same jeep the, the, the brand on this is gp extra yes and i'm not i'm not saying it was exactly the same brand but we got one of these packs about i don't know two or three years ago and we had no complaints right. at all with the things the things they went into they've lasted well and yeah i I, th- I think that there's just an awful lot of money being made on batteries by certain companies yeah it's all to do with who's got the power isn't it (laughs) who's got the power (laughs) oh never mind i want one i want one i want one i want one of those 
I thought I'd already no, done you've that. you've just done one. So if I go next... Oh, hang on. No, wait a minute. No, that... Oh. I don't know. I, I really... Um, my administration skills are, are, are not admired here. Dear listener, we've just been arguing about who was going to go first <laughs> on I Want One of Those. Shush. My turn. <laughs> Blade-free bat fan. Now, the, the, here is a interesting product that I would really like because it's a fan. And that seems to be the topic of the time at the moment. But differently to most fans, it is a blade-free fan. And I was trying to work out how on earth you could have a fan that had no blade in it at all. Surely turning around something is the thing that makes the the air and the, the thing move. I, I can't see where the... And, and actually, when you follow it through in the website here, they don't really explain much about how it works and what the theory is. Um, it does heat as well as um, a cool, so you can it, it becomes a heater and a, a cooler, and um, it looks really, really neat. I was surprised at how big it was. There's a picture on the website of this woman with it on the bedside table, and it's a big, big thing, you know, as oh, big yes, as a table. Oh, yes, yes, I've bag. just got to that picture. It's deceptive in yeah, the previous pictures, isn't it? Exactly. So I, th I, I get the impression it'll actually be very powerful and very good, but how do they do this without blades, Aidan? Well, I'm looking at the pictures, and to me, it's obvious. It, there oh. is a blade, but there's a dirty oh. great white thing in front of the blade, but there's a slight um, opening all the way around where the air is coming out. So I think it's an ordinary fan with a blade inside, but there's this cover on the front hiding the blade all the way round, but for a tiny little bit around the edge. Dear listener, it looks like a desk light. If you picture an old-fashioned desk lamp with a dirty great big bulb in it, that's what it looks like. It looks like a desk lamp Very with a huge bulb in it. And my theory is that what looks like a huge bulb is actually just a cover over the fan, which is on the other side of the cover. Well, it's not fan-free then, is that's it? What, that's my point. I think it's fan-protected, not fan-free. Blade-free. Not blade-free. I think it's a blade-protected yeah, fan. I'm, I'm going to write to my MP again. <laughs> I'm gonna, I, no, in fact, I might write to this, the, this, this um, developer and say to them, right, well, come on then, how does it work? If, if it's blade-free, how does it work? Anyway, I, it's really, really nicely made and designed. Um, it's from a design house, a product design yes. house, and it's it's beautifully crafted. It looks like, just like an Apple product or, or what's becoming Xiaomi products now as well. And um, I really want one. I want one of those. Yes, and then looking at it, I don't mean to diss it in any way. I mean, just the discussion, you know, to me, I'm not really worried whether there's a blade in there or not. It looks very nice. And indeed, as you say, Ted, it's it's a very sexy looking, hopefully very efficient lamp. A lamp, you see, it's got me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, very, it's just really stylish, though, isn't it? Look at, look at the way in which you control the, the, yes. the, the, the speed. On very the, on good. The and what was, it's just what was the price again? Beautifully made. That, well, that it's not for sale. Oh, it's yet. not for sale yet. Okay. No, but, and 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 it's USB C. Oh. oh. Yes. Un unlike your vibrating pump. <laughs> Enough of my vibe. Oh, vibrating pump. Dirty boy. <laughs> Listen, we haven't had anything from Chris Kelly for at least three minutes. So, ah. Chris brings us shade. Don't discourage him. He's, he, he's hoping I'm us not get discouraging him. Not at all. I'm, I'm telling you the latest thing he's brought us, which is Shade Echo. I do not like beaches, says Chris. Well, me too, says Aiden. Horrid places. I have no desire to spend hours on end exposed to the sun. And I hate the fact that sands get, sand gets everywhere that I don't want it to. Here, here. 
However, this product might just make beaches bearable. It could also prove useful for watching motorsport events, which often involve spectating from a grassy bank around the circuit. It looks basically to be uh, a ground sheet with a slightly raised second ground sheet over it and a sort of awning canopy on the top, doesn't it? Sort of a tent without the walls, but with just the floor and the ceiling. I think it also transforms into a hammock. Oh, it actually hammocks so as well. Multi, it's a multi. Yeah, it's a multi-use. It's called a Shade Eco. And yeah, I think you, I think you can ch you you can use it as a portable kind of tent thingy, which comes it, it it obviously arranges itself in all sorts of different angles, so you can get out of the sun. But also, it looks like you can transform it and um, yeah, make it into a um, a uh, a sleeping thing. And also, it looks like it all fits nicely into a, a nice rucksack as well. If you click through to the website, you can see the this is another Kickstarter thing, right? Um, and uh, so I'm not sure if you can buy it yet, but it looks really, really um, nicely made, um, a bit like the, the, the bladeless fan. And um, not that there's a bladeless fan. In this. <laughs> I still I think I do, do have to pull Chris up on his logic, though. If you hate beaches, then don't go to the beach. Don't try to make the beach bearable. Yeah, Just don't go there. <laughs> but sometimes that you've got um, screaming brats. So if, if you don't take them to the beach, and you're the only person that can go and take them, so it's your duty. Yes. And you know, you, I, I do completely sympathise. Yes. Um, and and indeed empathise. Okay. Well, what you and your thighs? Let's move on to Me and my you what? and your thighs. Thighs. Empathise and you sympathise. Oh, see. <laughs> Oh dear, you do lose me. Right, Rode. We know Rode, don't we? Rode is a manufacturer of um, recording equipment, particularly um You could say all recording equipment leads to roads. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, where was I? Oh, yeah. So um, particularly microphones, but also stands and things like yeah. that. And one of the things that over the length of the last 12 years that I've been podcasting, that is caught me out time and again is the blooming stand thread this the standards of threads and adapters needed to to you know you you get one microphone and you get a different stand yes. and then then you get a scissor stand for your desk or you get a, a standalone stand or then you get some um cradle to put your microphone and I've never seemed to have the right adapter that changes a five eighth to quarter inch thread or blah <laughs> yes, blah. Yes. And and I'm, and I'm going onto Amazon and then ordering ordering yet another adapter. So, Rode have come up with this thing, which is not cheap. It's twenty five dollars, but I'd really like one of these because it um, thinks about all those things and you get an adapter inside each of them. It's got a hanging thing which you clip onto your. Um, well, in your case, probably recording equipment <laughs> yes. or, or cam camera equipment on a boat yes, or something. Yes. Um, and and inside the bottom of this thing, all the the, the different adapters, like a, a Russian doll, are are in together, and you can unscrew the one you want and take out the bit you need, put the others back, and just you, you've got it all with you, and it's just there. Really neat little thing. I think it's worth twenty five dollars, frankly, um, because it's um it's it's just a really nice idea, and and you won't I won't wouldn't get caught out again. 
Do you agree? As my friend Ted Salmon would say, fiendish. I absolutely agree, Ted. This is really lovely. It's a it's a carabiner thing that it's fixed to, isn't it? So you can just clip it, as you say, onto your, That's your rack word. in a studio or your camera equipment or just stick it on a key ring. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And I don't think a 25 quid that expensive when you consider what camera equipment can cost, recording equipment. I think it's marvellous. Absolutely. I suggest you take one for the team and get one. I may just do that. Our third presenter, Chris Kelly. <laughs> Yay, the absent Chris Kelly, who should be here. Brings us Nibi AirPods Pro Replacement Earbuds Memory Foam. Ah. OK, let me enlighten you. I know that you are not a fan of in-ear buds. He's obviously talking to me, isn't he? But I've both, to of, both us. of us. But I've used them for years for casual listening. I've had countless wired buds and wireless from Bose plus OG AirPods, and I now have AirPods, AirPods Pro. In all those years, I've used the supplied silicon rubber tips. He's lost me already. A couple of weeks ago, I decided to try some memory foam tips, and I was gobsmacked. Never had my flabber been so ghasted. No, he didn't say that, I did. The sound quality appears to have been improved by the superior seal, which is nice, but the big revelation for me is the comfort. Not only do I Ooh. get the ache, not only do I not get the ache that I used to get after a while, but I also don't get that horrible, hot, sweaty itchiness that I got with silicon tips. A great Ooh. upgrade and pretty cheap for six pairs. Two times small, medium and large. £10.99 for six pairs. I have no idea what I've just said, but I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> well, think of, you know that you know those um, earplugs that we got? That, um, you squeeze them and stick them in I your ear. I do, sir. They, yes, they, indeed. Yeah. Well, it's the same as that. They, they go on the end of your ear thingies and you you you, you can then, it moulds to the okay, shape I'm of your I'm looking ear, at the so... picture now and it's starting to make sense to me, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Why not? Uh, he, you're quite right, Chris. I can't stand things in my ear canal. But for those, I'm, I'm obviously in a minority. In fact, I saw a report the other day about the number of minority people Minority report. Who... Good movie. Sorry. What? <laughs> I, saw... <laughs> I saw a report the other day about these people who, um, the, the amount of people that have got ear infections from oh, doing wow. just this. Yes. There's, they were suggesting um, a, a strategy of only doing it for so many, um, you know, hours yes, or minutes, yes. an hour or whatever. So, um, so I think I'm justified in not liking them personally. Me too. Thank you. But Chris <laughs> does, and that's fine. Absolutely. What are we still using? Still using. And still using. Mine is cute and sweet and ickle and actually counts as cheap as chips, but I don't care because I love it and I'm still using it. It's a practical stainless steel shaker. Or... Shaker? Yes, indeed. Or, for reasons best known to Amazon, it's in German. Praktischer Edelstahlstreuer für Schokolade, Putenzucker, Zuckerzalz, Kakao, Mehl, Kaffee. Why it's in German, go figure. It wasn't German when I bought it and it doesn't say anything to me in German. It's lovely. It's a little... Ah, uh, let me have a look. I've got a ruler here. I'll tell you how tall it is. It is exactly almost eight centimetres tall and it is five centimetres diameter. And it's a cute little shaker, which I bought. You may remember I talked about it on the show. I bought it for putting cinnamon onto my lattes that I make from my coffee machine. I may have mentioned I have a coffee machine. Never. I actually I, I shortly gave that up because I decided it was your coffee healthy. machine. No, not at all. No, 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 Mrs. No, but the cinnamon. I just decided to to cut down on so much cinnamon. So I stopped doing that, 
And how, who could have foretold that COVID was to come along and we were all going to start baking bread in our millions? And this thing has now become my go-to flour dispenser. It sits in yeah. the kitchen. It's got flour in it. Whenever I'm kneading bread, I just shake a bit of flour onto the surface with this. And that's what it does. It, it, it hasn't seen cinnamon for months, but it's a fabulous little flour shaker and it's still in good nick and I love it. Very good. Four pounds sixty-nine pence. Whatever works. Number seventy-five, February twenty nineteen. Still using. Beat that. I, I I don't need to beat it because we bought on the back of your review of this. We bought one as well, and it's still um, being used. And it's it's got cocoa in mm -hmm. it, and it gets some um, shaken over cappuccino. And there's one person who well doesn't seem to well he's in a bubble with um the, the household so he does come round now and again um and whenever he comes round he likes to have it shaken on his cappuccino and so it is still in use and it's still working and it's um same as you really it's it's been a good little thing that um is not thought about most of the time but it's there you're very welcome <laughs> right quality prem e air get that prem, prem e air e very good air. yes um, 18 inch high velocity chrome four floor fan. I brought the this fan. Oh, it's the, only the third fan. Another this episode fan. dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, look, look, it's hot weather. What do you expect? We're, look, we haven't done ice cream no. and lollies and lo lolly making machines. Right. You will, Oscar. Whatever works 62, which was in June 18, I brought this and it's my 18 inch floor fan and it's fabulous. Still going. It gets abused because it sits in the cupboard not being used for months and months and months on end. And then when it comes out, like now, it's just on all day and all night um, trying to keep me cool. Um, and it works perfectly as it did the, the day that it arrived. It's it's a really big fan. And OK, I get the argument about pushing hot air around. But when you can get some fresh yes. air by a door, it sucks oh, in that fresh yes. air and throws yes. it around. Really, really good. And it's um, it's I noticed that it's 60 quid now. I think when I bought it, it was like more like 50 or even 40. But so it's gone up. But it's really, really good fan. So that's my still using. The thespian in me just thinks this would be fantastic for filming effects and stage does it really give a good i mean could you you know could you put um, marilyn monroe in front of it going oh work it darling work it oh yeah yeah absolutely and and it points upwards which would help oh fabulous <laughs> fabulous <laughs> let's play another jingle before we get taken off the air better before Oh, there's a jingle we haven't heard for a while. I like that. Oh, <laughs> One of my best, that was. Um, pity the podcast died to death, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. It was a nice It experiment. was, and it was great fun, and it lives in the little section that we bring on occasionally here. And Now, I know this is one that I've actually yeah. waxed lyrical about uh, quite a lot. Oh, can I, just can I just say that anyone, if anyone doesn't know on earth well, yes, we're talking course. about, if you, we used to do this podcast Call better before we had a go at it. If you, if anyone wants to listen to any of those, they're still available and they're linked out from the Whatever Works website. So whateverworks dot works. If you want to go and listen to any of those and and know what we were talking about, they're all there. Carry and the on. conceit being to look at something that we did differently then that than we do now, and which is better. It's the basics. Yes, indeed. Behind it. And it, I, as I say, as I, was, as I was starting to say before, I was so rudely interrupted. I've waxed lyrical about this quite a lot lately, but it... Interrupted? It, <laughs> I wouldn't interrupt you. But it came up again yesterday, and it's a very good example. I had to buy a cat flap for hedgehogs, as you do. 
<laughs> uh, I think people know uh, I've got my garden going and we have regular hedgehogs now. I mean, my mother and I, it, it's wonderful. We're having so much fun. We've got a little restaurant area that I built for the hedgehogs, a little brick enclosure <laughs> that the hedgehogs come and they eat their dinner. Stop laughing. It's great fun. We, and we've got babies. We've got Henry comes every day and Henry turns out to be Henrietta and has started bringing the little ones. And we now have three or four hedgehogs every day coming in for their dinner. I don't know why you find this so funny, Mr. Sam. No, no, no. Carry on. But we have a mouse problem. The mice are running in and out, which is only a problem because Aiden being Aiden, I've put a, a PIR sensor on the thing to alert us when the hedgehogs are eating so we can go out and go, ah. And of course, the bloody mice are setting this off all the time. So the eureka moment was, well, let's get a cat flap and let and then only the hedgehogs can get in now all of this is the is the cafe a building yes i built it out of i'll put some pictures up i'll take some pictures and i'll put them up so people can see it's a restaurant please it's not a cafe we're cultured here right this is really darling Uh, anyway none of this has anything to do with what i wanted to say this is just the preamble this is to say Uh. that i wanted to buy a cat flap and as I've said in previous shows, I now that COVID is finally starting to be behind us, I really am an advocate for shopping in real shops and, you know, smelling and touching and feeling and experiencing goods before you buy them, not just diving on Amazon and purchasing. But once again, I realised Amazon has an enormous selection, more than I'd ever find looking in a shop. I can choose exactly what I want, size and colour and price, and it'll be here in the morning. And so I did. I went online. I found the perfect cat flap. It matched the colour of the bricks of the building. And it arrived this morning and I had a lovely day outside in the garden fitting this thing. And I'm just betwixt and between and I'm torn here because part of me wants to really insist that people should go shopping and physically buy stuff like we all used to. And yet, on the other hand, I do appreciate not only the convenience of shopping online, but also the unarguable uh, fact that there's such a greater choice for certain items like cat flaps for hedgehogs. <laughs> Are you going to write a book about training hedgehogs to use a cat flap? <laughs> they won't know what to do, will they? Uh, it's mad. And what Henry's, stops the mice Henry's coming mental. Through? Henry thinks he's a dog. I mean, any hedge people know this. If you go out and a hedgehog sees you, it will most likely turn tail and run away. Henry looks at you and runs up to say hello. It's but what's the, what's going to stop the mice getting through the cat Because flap? mice are tiny and they won't have the strength to open it. It's got a slight magnetic catch. There again, I was able to look at the different specs of the different um, cat flaps online and choose exactly the one I wanted. So it takes a slight push to open it. I don't. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm betting that these hedgehogs won't well, be smart enough to push it open. it's there and today I've propped it open because, of course, they've got to step over. and ah. So today they're fine. They've, we've already had two of the little ones have been in and gone out and they've had no problem. So tomorrow I'll actually have them see if they can actually open it with their little noses. But we're losing the point here, Ted. Yeah, the going point back to the original was point. shopping in a shop versus shopping online. yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, absolutely, and, and I, I, I've come to a point where I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the opposite um, stand on this, really, which is that I've got so used to not going into shops, apart from you know Tesco and Sainsbury's supermarkets, yes. um, I've got so used to not even thinking about shops, and this is something that um, happens with my dad, you know, um, because he's a, an older chap that has got more history of going to shops than me. Um, 
and less of the modern mm-hmm. world of not mm-hmm. doing that. And and we, we, we identify something that we need. And the first thing he thinks about is, right, um, I, oh, I know a shop in Colwyn Bay that will do that, you know, or yep. I know somewhere in oh, Van, that's Van Dino. That I like it. that. I, <laughs> I'm with your dad. But but the first thing that comes to my mind, and indeed to my mum's mind um, as well, because she's become the, the modern shopper, is well, why would you go and get in the car and pay petrol and go down there? Just get it delivered tomorrow morning. Amazon will have it. And so I've got, I've, I'm not saying that I prefer it or not prefer it, but I've just got so yes. used to it. That I don't even think yes. about going to shops. Even the shops that survive and are open, like my um, ironmongers at the Triangle, you know, those were the days and it was great. And it was a, a bit like the, um, the two Ronnie's um, four yeah, candles sketch, yeah. you know, that kind of shop. Um, an Arkwright's corner, corner store. Yes. Um, so I see what you're saying. I think that um, it's to, it is the, the touch, feel, and smell thing has a place, but it's rapidly changing. But if I'm doing a DIY job and I need a screw, I can't buy a screw on Amazon, but I can go down to the local, um, as you say, the local Arkwrights, and you know I can you, say, if, "Would if, you like if a if screw?" <laughs> If you thank you, yes. If they, but if you go down to B and Q, if you're, you get a a, a screw you want. Really, you won't really get one. You have to buy a pack of two hundred, and you only want one. And so, hang you on, know, you're throwing my I, own I, point back at me. I'm saying that if you find your, you 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 need to go to a Robert Dias or an Arkwright style shop where you can still buy a single screw. But yes, I take your point. I guess there's a place might, for both. They, they probably won't be open, will they? That's the point. Yeah. Is that the the people that are selling one screw to people? are just going to the wall and and they they've been replaced firstly by B&Qs that sell packets of 200 and now Amazon where you can sometimes get one screw I think you know or certainly a smaller number of screws but um anyway I I I I, I can see both sides of the argument totally but for me I'm okay with the way it's become and I'm not <laughs> Right, okay then. Room 101. For me, it's talking about Colwyn Bay, North Wales. And I'm afraid I've resisted this for long enough. It's very hard to complain about supermarkets in the same way as it's difficult to complain about the NHS and even though you know people that are waiting for knee replacements and all the rest of it. But I'm sorry, Asda um, in North Wales. I'm not talking about Asda everywhere, but... Every single blooming time I get Asda to come and deliver, they, there's a cock-up after cock-up. The recent one, the, the one the other day, was um, the, the fact that um, they, 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 they just didn't turn up. No phone call, no text message, nothing. It was due to be 8, uh, eight o'clock in the evening. They turned up at quarter to 11 by which time I'd been on the phone to them and cancelled the order and rearranged it for the next day and whatever and done all the back-end stuff, and he still turned up. So the people that had rearranged the thing for the next day hadn't even told the driver not to come anymore. So he turns up anyway. And the whole thing is just a, a chaotic mess. Now, I'm sure that in England, where you live, probably, if you got a delivery from Asda, it would be completely different. But there's something about this whole North Wales operation with Asda that is a, a living nightmare. And frankly, I've come to the point now where I'm not going to bother anymore. I will just get Sainsbury's to do it because Asda have, have 
pushed me every single time. It must be six times or eight times now, and every single time there's a cock up. Even though, sorry, there was once because I put I gave them a gold star. That's right, I remember the driver. One, you were so one occasion. Yes. yes where, yeah. yeah. They 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 turned up and that was it. No question. It was no problem at all. But it, apart from that one occasion, every single time. So Asda, you've cooked your goose. Have you tried uh, customer services? Have you complained? Have you had any response? That's what I was doing last night, or the night before, whatever it was. I I, I got onto somebody in Manila, and um, you know, unfortunately, the person spoke reasonably in good English, and I was able to understand them. Yes, but they obviously had no idea, and just apologetic. We're very sorry. Yes, they won't be yes. there tonight. You know, and we'll have to rearrange it. I said, why didn't someone phone and tell me? We're really sorry. Yeah. We, we we know this reflects badly yeah, on the cut. they're the reading cut. their script, a, a script Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, load of clap trap. I'm going to Sainsbury's. <laughs> now, you remember last time I was not happy about the football being rammed down our throats left, right and centre. I've got one that's similar. Um, I couldn't believe this. I was fuming when this happened. I've got off my high horse a little bit since then. Um, we have our milk delivered by, and I'm going to shout them out, Milk and More. An otherwise excellent, perfectly reputable company. They deliver the milk to us three times a week. No problems at all. Until I got an email just before the famous football match last week on whatever it was on the Sunday. And it said... The, the punch That'll up. be the one. Hi, Aidan. It's coming home. It's coming home. We've got our flags, our retro England shirts and our Gareth Southgate's masks all ready for Sunday. And while we're here at Mill, while all of us here at Milk and More HQ eagerly await the big game, we don't want our staff to miss out on what is hopefully a win for England either. We've been waiting 55 years for this after all. That's why we wanted to let you know that those milkmen and milkwomen that wish to do so will be watching and cheering the team on before their rounds on Sunday night. As we all keep our fingers crossed that the England team deliver the win, our milkmen and milkwomen might therefore be delivering your orders a little later than usual for that winning breakfast on Monday morning. Thank you for your understanding, your milk and more team. Drunk as skunks, the lot of them. I, now, I mean, I have to say, in the event, they delivered the milk at the same time and it was absolutely no problem. But, really? They, they didn't win, though. If they'd won, if, they, if, if they'd won, they probably would have been late. Yeah, yeah they might have. So, you know... <laughs> We want to watch the football, therefore, sod you and your milk delivery. How is that in any sense professional? It's, it's, the, same, it's the same as this Ooh. whole um, this whole bojo thing about if we win, if England win the, um, the, 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 the final match, there's going to be a, a new public holiday on the next day. Oh, my goodness sake. What is, uh, I, I, yeah. I don't know. We'll get sh we'll get shouted down for being miserable because we've endured so much over the last eighteen months and two years. The country needs something. I can hear yes. them all saying, "Yeah, it, but as I you? say, if they just said, they what they're basically doing is writing to say that their service is not going to be up to par, without any sort of we apologise. Just like, oh, we're sure you understand. It's because of the <laughs> football. Ah, ah, hang on a minute. Maybe Milk and More is a subsidiary firm of Asda. <laughs> Now, you know what? That would have been it for this week. But I've got to throw in another one because I was at Tesco this afternoon with my mother and I want to put into room 101 the in the car park who whizzed into the last disabled space that I was about to park in with my mother with her legitimate blue badge. No sign of disability. He jumped out the car and rushed off into the shop. Not a blue badge in sight. 
Um, and I don't yeah. want to, it's not just him, it's the fact. And, and, and you know what? I pulled an Alan Bennett and I've actually sent an email to Tesco to complain, to say, this is happening all the time now. You go to the Tesco car park and you see the blue badge area full of cars, half of which don't have blue badges in them. Or you see yeah. people arriving who are not disabled drivers. And there are plenty of other places in the shop, in the car park. But because they're closer to the shop and people are lazy and selfish, they use them up. And then my mum has to walk another 20, 30, 40 yards, whatever it is, because some inconsiderate <laughs> has parked in her space. I'll tell you what to do. Get your mum a moped. <laughs> <laughs> with with the with the wing mirrors and the attach and the, yeah, uh, the extensions yeah. as well, a broken wing mirror. <laughs> right. Well, uh, after all that raving, you better give somebody a gold star and make people feel happier. I'm going to give a gold star in that case to the whole of the wonderful Miwi PodHub UK community Yay! members for responding positively to my recent appeal for support. Thank you so much to everyone. About, uh, it, I think about 10% of the membership actually gave something, um, and it, all of them were really gratefully received. Thank you so much. Um, so I think about 75 people it was in the end. Um, so on the basis that there's about six to 700 people in the community, that was a good, you know about 10%, which is a really good return, I think. And, and more than you could hope for with, um, you know, some sort of appeal, which um, is um, asking. And there's lots of people that clearly wouldn't be able to afford to give anything. And I completely understand that. So it's a pretty good hit rate. So thank you to everyone. Anyway, gold star to all of you people that have helped me out. What about you? Well, before mine, I just want to echo that. Yes, they are a good lot, all of them. Um, you know, we have our regular members, you know, who, who are always there and, and we love that. And thank you so much for that support. And I know there's another, there's another, what's the word? Um, a group of people underneath who may not be as vocal as the as the famous regular members, but they're all there and they're all taking part and they're all supporting us and supporting you in this case. So thank you from me too. Indeed. Talking of stalwart leading members, Chris Kelly, you may have heard of him. We mentioned him once or twice, I think. Brings us Ikea and who he wants to give a gold star to. Chris says, I would like to give a shout out for Ikea. Mrs. Kelly and I had our first visit there since before lockdown. We had specifically gone for pillows, £9, and Hue controllable kitchen counter lights, £13. But we also picked up a ceramic knife sharpener, £5, and a pack of two cork <laughs> coasters, £1.50. Then as we headed for the checkout, we picked up a bag of meatballs and a pack of roasty seven pounds for the two yeah i know you can't go to ikea without doing that i'm with you there chris it's impossible the point i wish to make is that while ikea is best known for its minimalist furniture the place is an aladdin's cave of smaller items that are superb quality at excellent prices and yes i can do now but totally agree with chris it's one of those things you cannot you know you have to challenge yourself to go in there and not spend more money than you intended because as chris says you pass all this myriad wonderful things that you didn't know you needed and some of them you don't need but you just want to buy them anyway and um such fun i'm glad you enjoyed your trip there miss and mrs kelly what's a rosti rosti is a kind of potato it's sort of sliced up and fried potato that they have in on the continent really <laughs> you uh... sound so enthralled <laughs> we don't want to do that foreign food thank you <laughs> <laughs> none of that muck <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, IKEA are very good, and um, um, you can. Yeah, it, it's a very a frugal um, frugality is is quite um, addictive actually because 
since I've been having to watch the pennies and, and being frugal, it, you end up not buying anything. I, 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 you know, when it, when I, someone prizes a, a quid out of me for a for something I need to buy from the supermarket, I think I don't want to spend that much. <laughs> yes, I'll get a cheaper yes. one. Yeah, you know, I, I I've you noticed know. similarly having spent way too much during COVID because of all the online shopping. Now that I'm paying more attention and going to real shops and looking at prices more, I'm doing the same thing, and I'm thinking, wow, why am I spending this? No, 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 no. You know, no, I won't spend that. Yeah, I'm with yeah. you. Indeed. So yeah, Chris, good shout from Chris. IKEA for um for a gold star, but more importantly, the MeWe Podhub UK community members. Thank you all so much. We'll be back in two weeks' time. Whatever works dot works is where you'll find the show URL and links to all the stuff we've been talking about. Also in your podcatcher, tessalmon.com for me, aidenbell.com for Aiden. Two weeks and two days' time, in fact, we'll be back, won't we, Aiden? Perhaps then you won't be going to the theatre. <laughs> Never! I'm a thespian, darling. <laughs> MeWe Group is where it all happens, so head across there if you want to tell us about whatever works in your life, and we'll bring the highlights to that, of that even, to the shows coming up in two weeks and two days for the next one. Any last words from you, Aidan Bell? No! No! <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you... Oh, you are saucy. Oh, I'm awful. But you like me. <laughs> no. Oh, stay cool, everybody. Stay cool. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. So, one last thing to say. Don't forget. Whatever, whatever works, works. works.